Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sweaty Sexy Truth Podcast. I'm Jeff Magnuson, owner and head coach of Magnuson Athletics, where we help busy professionals make sense of their health and fitness without fad diets or restrictions. And I'm Mackenzie Grace. I'm the owner of Graceful Gains, and we're an online health and hormone company that helps women holistically heal their hormones, balance their gut so they can finally lose weight, get their energy back, and feel confident for life. And in this podcast, we're going to give you the hard and dirty truth about fitness, relationships, sex, mindset, and the art of communication. So if you're ready, let's dive into it. All right, welcome back. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about holiday anxiety and how to stay on track during the Christmas season. So if you're like the most of us, you're going to be starting to feel the holiday anxiety already with the pressure of family gatherings, the sweets, Christmas shopping, holiday parties, the flowing alcohol. It's pretty hard not to feel stressed. And if you've ever felt overwhelmed and thought, how the fuck am I going to survive the holidays? Don't worry. You're not the only one. So today we're going to be sharing some practical steps on how you can stay on track during the holidays with your goals and make it through the holidays pretty much without gaining that five to 10 pounds and getting to January feeling like you're behind. So we need to start here and we need to start with intention because we can give you all the tactics, we can give you all the steps, we can give you all the tools, but if you don't know what your intention is for the holidays, then none of that stuff really matters. So one thing that both of us teach with our one-to-one clients is we actually get them to ask themselves, what sort of holiday season do I want to have? Followed by what outcome do I want to have from this? Because oftentimes people will try to go into these seasons trying to overhaul their lifestyle during this time of year. Like they're like, I want to lose 10 pounds. And that can be a lot when you are not set up with the proper habits and tools. And so what you really want to do is actually look for more small and effective habits that you can implement to help you avoid maybe some of the weight gain versus trying to also lose 10 pounds. So when we talk about intentions, You just want to be like, am I okay with not losing any weight? Would I like my goals to still be in focus so I don't fall off? But overall, I just want to have balance. And then once you have your intention by and followed by an outcome, then the actions you take after will answer what steps to take. So I want you to know that there are no wrong answers. I want you to answer honestly and be true to yourself because the holidays come around every year. So you don't need to set a goal of losing 10 pounds. You can go into the holidays just wanting to have balance and not binge out for the first time. So once you have that intention and then you have the goal then that way you can be most successful so let's dive in to some of the tactical tips that you can take away from today after you set your intention absolutely and when it comes to tactics especially over the holidays i think the most important part is just to really keep it as simple as possible so the first thing i like to talk to my clients about is not skipping meals but you just you shouldn't be skipping meals especially on the big day when you're going to be having a big dinner or christmas party you want to make sure to eat your regular meals during the day and just aim for the higher protein and less carbs and fats in those meals. This will help you avoid overindulging when the main dinner rolls around so you can actually enjoy it and embrace it for what it is. Skipping meals is honestly so huge because so many of us, and I'm guilty of this, I've done this. Oh, I'm gonna save my calories like for the Christmas dinner or I'm having a big meal tonight so I'm not gonna eat all day. But like the problem with that is then you show up to dinner fucking starving. So then you eat everything and you become overstuffed and you don't enjoy your food and you just actually feel like you're walking out of there like having to undo your pants or rolling out of there (laughs) you know you just feel overstuffed and don't enjoy the the experience as much so that's what's really key here is actually being able to enjoy the food instead of stuffing your face and like going for thirds and fourths like actually enjoy your food while you're eating smell the different flavors chew slower savor every bite and it's kind of this tactic where you think eat slowly and 
and too satisfied instead of stuffed. So the most effective tool for holiday eating may also be just the simplest one here. Eat slowly, stop at satisfied instead of stuffed because this strategy will help you avoid overeating for two main reasons. Psychologically, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes for your digestive system to let your brain know that you're satisfied. So slowing down each at your meal can actually like allow your body to catch up before you overeat. And psychological, I think I said psychological twice. It's physiological and psychological. So first one was physiological. Psychological, when you slow down and savor your food, you just feel a lot more content with a lot less. So this means you're just going to eat less, but you'll enjoy what you've eaten more. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing that's important too is just to plan ahead. If you're trying to have the intention of not binging and not kind of going overboard and gaining that five to 10 pounds, that just happens, you know, five pounds of water retention because you've indulged in a very nutrient rich or uh, calorie rich meal, that's pretty common, right? But if you're looking to kind of avoid that a little bit, something that to definitely do is just pre-plan, especially the treats and sweets. So throwing them in my fitness pal first thing in the morning will allow you to kind of gauge how many calories you're going to have to play with throughout the day. And the one thing that we always preach, and this is something that I learned actually from Mackenzie Grace, is memories over macros right? So we want you to eat dessert. And something that you can really do is make a list of those one to three favorites that you're always looking forward to and have a little portion of each so that you don't have to pick just one and then avoids all of the guilt surrounding that, right? Just like you said, the psychological factor. So why don't we talk about portion sizes next, babe? Why don't you tell them about hand-sized portion sizes? Yeah, I love that because I think that we often go into these holidays and we're like, well, how do I build my plate? Like, what do I eat? What does that look like? And we want you to be able to enjoy everything and also feel empowered with how you are building your plate because it does feel really great when you are putting together your your plate and you're like, I feel confident in this. I feel like I'm making the right choices, especially if you are on a fitness journey and you're not trying to like gain weight. You want to be at least on par with your goals, right? So understanding how portions like affect your appetite is really important when you're looking to kind of hack the holidays for lack of better words. So if you have a large plate with a large portion in front of you, then like the more you're just going to eat just like I talked about when you're eating more slowly and paying attention to your natural hunger cues you're going to naturally eat less so if you're eating in front of the tv or you're just having a big portion of plate you're going to naturally eat more so to prevent yourself from overeating using more normal size plate or even a smaller plate instead of a larger one will be able to help you build it out and then on top of that you kind of want to use the half your plate concept so half your plate means fill half your plate with colorful fruits and vegetables then fill the other half with a quarter of lean protein and a quarter of those carbohydrates so like a quarter of turkey a quarter of those potatoes uh stuffing and then half of it with the vegetables like the carrots or brussels sprouts or whatever vegetables you guys are doing and then just watch the amount of cream sauces gravies butter and sour cream that you take on the side and that's going to make such a big difference for how you actually put this all together on your plate and be able to you know feel good with what you're doing yeah and you uh you mentioned the half plate concept which is different than the hand size portions but it's actually my favorite favorite way to do things because it is literally so much easier than any other method, especially when you're out and about. Just like you said, pick a smaller plate, fill half it up with delicious veggies, and then the rest of it with whatever it is that you want kind of a thing, right? Now, as far as the hand size portion guide, this is also a really, really great way to do things because you, believe it or not, bring your hands with you everywhere you go. <laughs> so it makes it really uh, a great method to take with you anywhere. And the way that it works is a hand size uh, or a palm size is a serving of protein. So whenever you're looking 
looking to fill up your plate, you look at your palm, you say, okay, this is about how much protein I want or should have. A fist of your own fist, one of those things is a serving of vegetables. One cupped hands is uh, a serving of carbs and one thumb is a serving of fat. So you can kind of fill up your plate with those kinds of quantities of things if you're looking to get a little bit more specific in food choices as far as macros are concerned. But kind of like how I said, the half plate concept is just a lot easier. So utilize both at your own discretion. Now, what about alcohol consumption? Because this is a big thing around the holidays. One of the things I hear all the time is, oh, I have work parties or oh, I'm going to be going out here or there and there's going to be drinks and people are going to be expecting me to drink, with, which I think is absolute bullshit. But um, alcohol is a real part of the holidays. So why don't you talk about that? It is. I think that we were actually just chatting with our friend about how she feels like, what does the holidays make me feel like I'm an alcoholic? <laughs> and like, I think it's just because they're so, it's like a societal thing. It's something that we are just like kind of groomed into. It's like normal to be drinking more. It's a normal to have these holiday parties, et cetera, et cetera. And we don't have as many boundaries like the holidays. We just say yes to a lot of things and just boundaries in general. Not that we're going to get into that today. But when we look at this, if you're actually just looking for some solid tips to follow for holiday drinks, I would go ahead and start with this really simple one. For every drink that you have, have a big cup of like eight to 16 ounces of water. Not only is this going to help you be hydrated, but it's also going to help you slow down the drinking and keep you in a more comfortable social setting, which is really huge because if you're like not in a place where you want to say no uh, to booze in general, like you do want to have a couple drinks, then try to slow it down with just having that cup of water. This is going to help with your hangovers, help you keep hydrated and slow it down. Yeah. One of the other cool things that I like to do when I'm in social settings and I don't really want to drink any more than say like one or maybe two to alcoholic beverages in the whole night is the drinks that I'll choose to have with alcohol in them, I will have clear that look like water and I'll have them in a short cup with a little lime or something like that. And then when I switch over to say water or, you know, like a diet ginger ale or something along those lines, I'll get them to put in a lime in a short glass with a little bit of ice so that it looks exactly the same. Because for whatever reason, a lot of people get hung up if they're drinking excessively and they don't see you drinking excessively too. So this way you can say, they say, oh, you having a drink? And you can be like, yep, because <laughs> you do technically have a beverage, but it doesn't always have to be alcoholic, right? Now, something else that you can also do is use low calorie mixers such as no calorie soda or tonic water, um, lemon and lime wedges to help reduce kind of the calorie intake. And uh, this is a great way to, to go about, you know, like you just said, helping stay hydrated while you're drinking alcohol so that you can get back up tomorrow and not feel the hang over basically because that sucks yeah i love that you mentioned that like the people become like food and alcohol pushers because people like to be around people that are doing the same thing as them and so it makes them feel more comfortable if someone else is also drinking with them and so again going back to the boundary setting i like that you did mention though with that that you're just like kind of more sneaky with the drinks that you choose to get so yeah low calorie drinks as great you can also add in healthier swaps without like sacrificing flavor so using like a low fat milk in your eggnog or kind of not having the eggnog entirely all of that stuff ultimately with like the food and the drinks you really just want to keep your focus on friends and family like you're there for a reason for the gathering you know and there was something that my client said to me just over the holidays she was in the states and she's just went through thanksgiving and one thing that she just reminded herself was like the holidays come every year there's always going to be seconds and so you don't need to go crazy right when you remind yourself that this is something that happens every year you're much easier to you 
you know, not be in the mindset of going crazy, right? So keep the focus more around the friends and family versus like what you're eating and, and what you're drinking. Yeah, absolutely. That's super, super hard for most people to do that because when we think about the holidays and I've gone through this with a lot of my clients, even just when it's not the holidays, they hyperfixate on the treat meals or they hyperfixate on the food at the outing right? Whereas just like you said, you should be fixating on the memories you're creating with your loved ones and whether or not you choose to include calorie rich and calorie dense food and alcohol in that experience is then your choice at that moment. You know, if you feel like it's going to really benefit the experience, then you can indulge. And if it's not, well, then you don't have to, and you don't have to feel fucking bad about it. Right now, when it comes to after the big day, after the big meal, what are some tactics? Because this is super important. What are some tactics that you tell your clients to utilize? Um, And I'm going to tell you straight off the hop. The one thing I never tell my people is to punish themselves with exercise, because I think that is a slippery slope (laughs) to bad habit formation. Yeah, you definitely do not need to punish yourself with like restricting your calories, over-exercising, extra cardio, anything like that. That's just going to create a really negative relationship with fitness and food and everything in general. You literally just want to get back to your regular workouts. I think something that I see like really often with like people that are more regularly into fitness that train and go consistently is like they like to use the, like using the food to go get a really amazing pump in the gym. Just like using those extra calories to get the energy because calories is energy at the end of the day so go use all of the extra treats and the sweets and the stuff that you had to hit a really great workout get a good booty pump or chest pump if you're a guy whatever it is but use the extra food to push hard in the gym yeah totally that's one of the things that i love the most about going out and having you know time out with friends or especially like a holiday dinner where you have the turkey the stuffing the mashed potatoes the gravy the buns the pie and all that stuff all i think about is oh my god my workout's gonna be so good tomorrow i can't wait for it it's gonna feel amazing the pump is gonna be gross i'm gonna hit some personal records like I get excited for the next day because when you're consistent with your calories and you're in a place where your body is happy with what you're doing, when you do have those single outings of a huge or a large increase in your calorie intake, you're not actually going to gain a bunch of fat. That's not how it works. But what it will do is make sure that your glycogen stores are filled absolutely to the goddamn max so that you have the most energy absolutely possible to go crush that workout the next day. And it feels so good. So on the idea of that, make sure you're planning to go work out the next day right just make it a point for the next day that you're going to go out and do it right even if it's boxing day if you have a gym that's open and you're not going to go out shopping right away get out there and go get it done because it's really enjoyable and once you get into that habit it becomes very addicting yeah and don't have to work out on christmas day but yeah go ahead get it done early in the week get it out of the way so you can enjoy the festivities and with that with other exercise things that you can do is like after you eat dinner just go get your body moving for like 10 15 minutes even if that's like helping with the dishes going and taking like your cousins out or whoever you are with your celebrating with your family going for a walk and looking at the christmas lights it's gonna help you feel better digest that food and it's gonna just make you feel better overall and that i feel like covers so much of the holidays like between the drinks the snacks the food really overall i think remembering that the holidays do come every year and the holidays are not unless you're like a prep client a time to be like really stressed this is the time of the year where you should be implementing like all the discipline and consistency and good habits that you built all throughout the year between your water your steps and everything to go exercise and enjoy the habits that you have built up because you can if you remember maybe take away with this you can eat turkey stuffing mashed potatoes any day of the year (laughs) you know it doesn't have to just be on christmas 
So this isn't really, you know, have to be this big thing if you just let it be a little bit more chill. Yeah, 100% agree. And the other thing that I always like to tell my clients as well is basically like when you look back in 10 years at this Christmas and the memories you've created, you're going to remember the time with family You're going to remember the memories and the laughs that you created from the experience that you had. You're not going to remember being perfect on your macros. You're not going to remember that you weighed every single ounce of food. And you probably won't even remember the dinner because you have turkey stuffing and mashed potatoes every single Christmas, unless it is something like one of those dinners that's just like how our Thanksgiving was this year, where you just knocked it out of the park, right? Like you're probably not going to remember the dinner at all either. So make it about the memories and don't fucking focus on it so much. Just be mindful is basically it. Yeah, because like the exactly what you said, there's 365 days in a year. So there's literally that's literally like the holidays make up about 45 of days. If you think about from like uh, American Thanksgiving all the way through New Year's. So that's 12% of the year, meaning you still have 88% of the year to make progress. And it's not that you're not making progress. I think something for a lot of the girls that I work with, progress that you can make through the holidays is healing your relationship with foods. You're not binging and then restricting and feeling like a dog, like a piece of dog shit after. So that's it. That's all unless there's anything else that you babe you wanted to add to let these people walk away with some solid tips for going into the Christmas season. I think maybe just the last thing um, is some clarity on the fact that you're not going to gain a bunch of fat. So it takes 3,500 calories for your body to create a pound of body fat. Now that's in excess of all of your non-activity thermogenesis, meaning your movement, all of the food or or anything that you're going to be consuming and burning off, 3,500 extra calories. Now that's a lot of food. That is a ton of food. And that means that your body actually has to absorb that as well. So you're not going to be gaining a pound because you had a very, very lavish Christmas dinner. You're not. That's not what it is. It's water retention. It's inflammation because you're eating foods that you don't normally eat. So allow yourself the grace and the space to get rid of that water retention properly. Have some Epsom salt baths. Drink some dandelion root tea. Make sure you're drinking more water than you normally do. And like you said, get freaking moving, man. And in three days time, you're going to be right back to where you were before the holidays even happen. So that's basically the only thing I wanted to say. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing all those amazing tips, babe. And I hope everyone else really enjoyed everything that we talked about here today and are walking into the holidays with some confidence. Yeah. Happy holidays, y'all. Merry Christmas. DM us holidays on Instagram for your free copy of our Hack the Holiday ebook where we cover alcohol, nutrition, exercise, and we give away some free holiday recipes if you want to get through these holidays and not gain the 5 to 10 pounds so you can start off January on the right foot. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll catch you on the next one. We hope you got value from today's episode. And if you did, we'd love it if you did us a favor. Share this episode to someone who you think would benefit and also leave us a review. And if you're feeling like being extra spicy, send us a message on IG or Facebook with a screenshot of this episode and tell us what you liked about it. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and we will catch you on the next episode.